Guys, I cannot believe it. This is the season finale for season two. Thank you so, so much to everyone who has listened and for all of your lovely comments. It honestly means a lot to me. This week's episode is an absolute cracker. I sat down with two very handsome guys that go by the names Sully and Mo. We discussed their faith in Islam. And this episode, we did a bit more of back and forth between my faith and theirs. And I hope this shows that you can have different beliefs and share them with curiosity and respect for each other. So a big, big thank you again to Sully and Mo. I had the best time recording with you guys. And it was a shame that we had a time limit as I felt we could have kept going for hours. As always, if you like this podcast, please hit the subscribe, review and share buttons. I will be forever grateful. Otherwise, sit back, turn up the volume, and enjoy. Bismillah. Bismillah. Guys, we've started. Bismillah. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> Guys, welcome to Believe Again with Rachel.Rachel. Introduce yourselves, who I am. I'll go first. My name is Mo, and I am a personal trainer slash content creator from London. My name is Suleiman. I'm a lovely guy from central London. So, Sully, is your full name Suleiman? Suleiman, yeah. Oh. But there's a bit of a typo with that one. Somali people, they say Suleiman. So, okay. my dad spelled it as Suleiman. So, it's written as Suleiman, but it's really Suleiman, as in Debbie. Suleiman. Yeah. Okay. And really, truly, my name is Mohammed as well. It's just that everyone calls me Mo because yes. it's just every Mohammed turns into a Mo in the UK. Yes. Isn't it now true that Mohammed is like the most popular name in the UK? Yep. I think so, yeah. I think it's yeah. one of the most popular names in the world. Yeah, probably. But I do you have Mohammed and then a, a middle name? That yes, I is... have like multiple middle names. I think in her- like our heritage is like you take your father's, then your grandfather's, then their gr- your great-grandfather's name. So you have a long lineage of names. Okay. Normally it stops at seven. Yeah. But I think we have that because it helps you remember your lineage. Yeah. That's what we have in Egypt. I'm not sure yeah, it's the same. It's the same, Somalia. it's the same. Yeah. But I only remember like five because, okay, yeah. all right. You gotta give them to me. Go on. Full names. Salaban Mahmoud Haji Elmi Gore Igla Ismaili Adde. Wow. You said only five. <laughs> There's a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mohammed Ashraf Salah Adam Gid Hassan Abdin. Sick. Yeah. Cool. How are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm Rachel. Dot Rachel. That's all we need to know. <laughs> no, my middle name is Claire, and then my surname is actually Stevens. So I've got the same name as a famous person. S Club, right? No party. Rachel Stevens. Rachel Stevens. Wait, is that the one that the? I want to say I know. The name. I want. I think I know her. It sounds she... familiar. I watched this, the movie Bradley. Is Bradley in that as well? Yes. Is, was Bradley. The, the, was Bradley was the black guy. I think and I then there's Rachel. Hannah, Paul. I don't remember them. Joe. Yeah. S Club, S Club yeah, Junior. Don't. I know the music, I'm just not familiar with the names of the people. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll be honest with you guys, Rachel Stevens, she was a fit one. Yeah, I think I had a crush on her growing up. Yeah, she was like, she got like world's sexiest female. Maybe not world's, but like British, I don't know. But yeah, I'm happy to have the same name as Rachel Stevens. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, so you guys basically know each other from a running club, right? That's no, it, isn't we it? knew each other prior no? to that. Ah, yeah. okay. We've known each other for a long time. So going back. I want to say 15 or so years since yeah. secondary school. So God knows how long oh, that was. Really the running just made the love stronger. Stronger, yeah. 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 And now you guys are just inseparable. Locked in. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Islam made the bond yeah. stronger and then yeah. running was it was a close second. Like yeah, brother in sure. Islam. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually in the same year as in secondary school? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Same form, to be fair. Yep. 
What's like the funniest story from school days that you can tell me? <sighs> from our school? I don't, I don't know if your podcast can handle our school. It, it is. <laughs> it can. It's a crazy time, bro. It's very character building school. There was, sure. there was a guy that was forcefully giving haircuts to people because he wanted to be a barber. If you bumped into him in the toilet, yeah, he's practicing his haircuts on you. What? He'd literally come in with his little like blade and just give you a shape up. Yeah, and you can't him. say no. You just had to accept it. Really? Yeah. And he was not a good barber. Yeah. Oh, no. he's really not a good. The barber. amount of times I'd go towards the toilet and I heard, eh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I don't even need to go to the toilet anymore. <laughs> I just just cut. That is so funny. Is he still a barber now? Do you oh, know? God knows. He might have just said, yeah, it's not for me and just messed up so many people's hairlines. Yeah. I rate the commitment to the Mm. cause there. Yeah. That's bullying, bullying, Rich. That is. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want a haircut, but I had to get one. Did Mm. did, did he not get told off? No No one knew. The teachers were scared of a lot of students on our school. Terrified. What school did you go to? Where was it? Westminster City Boys School in Victoria. Okay. Mm. Boys school. Unfiltered. There's no girls to try and impress. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. It was literally a jungle. And how old are you guys now? I'm 27. Same. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to bring in the whole like stereotypical London boys thing, but was there a lot of like gang culture going on basically? Yes. Yeah. There was. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Were you guys in a gang? I don't think any gang wanted me. I wasn't built. I wasn't, I'm not. They look at me and. That line. Yeah, they look like. Nah, nah you know You're what? Okay, it's, sorry, it's okay, man. It's okay. <laughs> nah, as, as much as people were probably part of gangs in the school, within the school itself, there weren't specific gangs. You were part of the same school. If anything, right. it was like school versus school beef rather yeah. than okay. intra school beef. Yeah. It was inter school beef. Yeah. That's what's probably beautiful about it because there'll be people that were from different areas that have different. Say they have problems in their areas. Yes. But they come to school, they had lunch, yeah, they're having good. lunch together. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. they'll fight off. Free fairy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> up, like. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So the podcast is called Believing In. Mm-hmm. If somebody was to stop you in the middle of the street and ask you what you believe in and why, what would you say? Well, if someone asked me what I would believe in and why, I would say I believe in Islam. Mm-hmm. Because firstly, I think I was it's something I was born into. Alhamdulillah. I was born into Islam. And what's Alhamdulillah? It's like thank God. Okay, yeah. Well, thank God I was born into Islam and I didn't have to like find it. Um, and the question is why? It's a great question. You know, it's just you know when it's all you know. Mm. I don't know why. This is the life that I that I was born into, and this is why. Yeah. It's like asking why is water wet. I don't know. Born a Muslim. I'm gonna dig more out of you Go on. shortly. But I'm going to let Mo answer as well, and then we'll get into it. I want to say similar reasons to Silly, to be fair. Why Islam, I was born into it, that does definitely help and, I guess, play a part in the decision-making or you like your moral compass in life. And then once it's embedded into your identity, it just becomes a part of like your everyday like life. Um, so that's probably why, but beyond that it's like i was born muslim but then i also found islam i want to say i didn't mm. want to i wouldn't say it's one it's a connected journey for sure but it was like two separate times i was born muslim i practiced it like islam growing up my whole life mm-hmm. fasting praying and so on but and then those things were out of necessity mm. and not out of desire mm. and then obviously there was a period of time where 
you then discover Islam and that's where it became out of desire because I wanted to, not because I was forced into it. Not saying I was forced into it, sorry, but not because like it was just a practice that yeah, I had. Yeah, like when you're growing yeah. up. Growing up. Yeah, like when you're, it's just something you're used to. You like, see your parents doing it, you see your, everyone around you doing it. So it's just something you're unconsciously involved in without any actual critical thought behind it. But yeah. and then when you discover Islam, mm. that's when you start thinking, that's when you start pe- putting the pieces together. And that's where my love for the religion came from mm. so that's my new why but if you'd asked me 10 years ago why it would be mm. because my parents are and all my friends are yeah so did you both go through a period of the first time that you maybe moved out of your parents house or was a little bit older so that you could make your own decisions and your parents weren't going to force you to go to mosque or, or not, like we say not for us you had more autonomy to make decisions yourself and that caused you to then have to think or force you into this kind of discovery mode as well. Was that a journey? Or I think, I, feel, I want to say like close to A-level times where it's like, your parents are not, my mom's not going to call me and like, yo, have you prayed, have you prayed, have you prayed? Where it's, you get that realisation of, yo, I need God, God doesn't need me sort of thing. Mm. And you, like fall in love with doing it yourself, if that makes sense. Mm. Whereas it's not, it's not like a chore to yes. go, I need to pray. Yeah. You feel less, invincible maybe and you realize that things are going to happen in life and mm. so you need god to be on your side is that not on your side but it's just like you you need to establish the foundations honestly mm. so i think someone told me a really good analogy is like praying is i think i told you this as well mm. it's like a phone signal mm. like your phone signal sometimes we go to one bar sometimes was it a battery or phone signal phone signal I want to remember this analogy properly. One sec. So he was. Yeah, I think I remember the analogy. It was like faith is like your your phone signal. There's sometimes you have full connection and sometimes you have low connection. But mm. one thing you should make sure you never do is go on airplane mode. And that was right. the, okay. that was what was said to him. Okay. So like praying just yeah. keeps the signal between you and God. Mm. Don't let that go on airplane mode. Don't be like I ain't praying. Just keep some sort of connection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I hear it. I'm. I want to say similar it was around a level times probably where you use your parents stop asking you or checking in more so have you prayed you, you you get to make these decisions by yourself but i don't want to say that was the exact time where i was like i dis- discovered islam i think mine was a little later down the line mm-hmm. um it was still the time where i consciously chose to pray but i only chose to pray because it was practice it was more so like it was just something i did same as brushing my teeth i don't think you a lot of people know the benefits of brush, like the ins and outs of the benefits of brushing your teeth. You just do it every day because that's all you've been told and you know what mm. happens when you don't and you'd rather not face the consequences. Please brush your teeth. I'd rather not yeah. face the consequences either. But <laughs> you just, you just do it, but you don't actually go in and do the research as to mm. what exactly teeth brushing does, what exactly like, you know, what are the actual benefits behind it. Is there the best, is there a better way to do it? How many times should you be doing it? So on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I think those kind of things only came around for me when I was probably like, 2021 mm-hmm. and that's when i started really discovering islam so it wasn't the lack of autonomy it was i still had autonomy from 16 onwards but it was like at 2021 that's when i started to really mm. get involved with the religion yeah was there something that was like a catalyst to that? I'm just, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah everyone goes through trials i guess trials and tribulations yes. is the easiest way to describe it and when you feel so disconnected from humanity you have mm. to connect to something bigger. And ha- I guess that's why I'm so grateful. And that's why I slowly said, Alhamdulillah, it just means thank God. I'm so grateful that I was born into a family that obviously 
had that inclination of something bigger within the general. It was just in our household. It, we always mm. had that faith. Whereas I know some people, I would say they aren't as lucky to have experienced that growing up. So mm. when they do get to a position where things seem very bleak, they can only see one solution, whereas at least I had two solutions. Yeah. And it was then when I turned to God, started understanding the religion, really prayed, but meant to pray. Mm. Like when you're actually praying to God to help. And then when he does pull you through it, you, that reaffirms your faith more so than anything else. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of begun that journey for me. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I definitely say like pain is, is a catalyst for... Um, like growth spiritually yeah and searching outside of this world's answers for answers yeah exactly yeah. exactly mm. okay i was just thinking do you guys have a favorite thing about your faith a favorite thing yeah it's I a bit mean, of a basic I, what's your favorite but it's because i've already interviewed like some muslims yeah. so I'm like, some Muslims. Some Muslims. Sounded <laughs> <laughs> oh real Karen there, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> a favourite thing. Oh, I, I do have a favourite thing. But Tell me. My, my favourite thing is probably the brotherhood. The brotherhood mm. in Islam is, wow. I, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but when we were stuck in Geneva, we went to do the Chamonix run in Geneva. Our flight was delayed. We had to stay in a hotel everything and our friend Leon yeah oh he he won that trip I'm not gonna lie he won that trip but we we needed to go find a hotel and it was like 2 a.m mm. so we just went for a wonder we see a guy with a minivan that literally works at the hotel at the airport so I was like trying to speak in my broken Arabic yeah. to kind of communicate to him because I don't speak French and he's I showed him how far the hotel was it was literally a, f a three or four minute drive but the Uber was saying 29 pounds mm. so I'm like Switzerland's a scam mm -hmm. so I was like to him can you so take us here brother and he's like, I can take you, but he's, uh, from what I understood, but then Shakol means after work, I can take you, but I have to drop this van. And then Leon, what's he saying? I said, he's going to take us, but he has to drop the work van off and take us in his car. And we said, okay. And so he takes us to drop the work van off here. Yeah, I wish I recorded this, but I think Leon got a bit on Snapchat. He takes us to where the van's being dropped off. It's so scary, so sketchy. It looks like a scene right. from Top Boy. Mm. And then Leon looks at me like, bro, you sure? I'm like, yo, bro, he, he said he got us in it. He's a brother. He, he's a brother, yeah. Me. <laughs> so, Aki. So then we jump in his car. We drop the work van off. We go in his car. He drives us there. So, you know, if the five-minute journey turned into like a 20-minute journey. He was talking, da da da, da. Mm. And as he drops us off, Leon tries to reach for his wallet. And I, I wanted to tell Leon before, yo, don't do this. And he'll get, take Arabs, bro. He'll get offended. Yeah. He's like, I was like, bro, Leon, nah, this is... Get me, mm. It's a brotherhood, but it's Islam, bro. Yeah. And we, did, we could barely communicate. You get me? He just... Understand. Wow. Yeah, that's what I love. Why, why do they get offended? Because he's, this, you're my brother in Islam. Um, like, why would I take money from you? Why take money off you? For this? Yeah. I want you to do this for me. Adi. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. But say, for example, he, he had another commitment or something like that. So yeah. there was something in the way that was going to make this favor really difficult for him to do, but he really wanted to yeah. out of the brotherhood. How do you think he would navigate that? I think it's weird. I can't do it. Yeah. It was just straight yeah, up, literally. yeah. But maybe you try and find to help you as much as you can. But yeah, literally, just... if you can ease someone else's burden. Yeah, we have a saying in Arabic, is which just means for the sake of Allah, oh, for the sake of God, sorry. Mm. Which is just, yeah, it just means that anything that you don't like, 
if you're tipping someone or if you're doing someone a favor and they try and repay you're like no because when you repay me that favor no but no longer becomes for the sake of Allah it becomes for the sake of you right. so I don't get my good rewards for it okay. and there's so many stories of the companions and the times and the prophets where like even like they were reluctant to accept like favors from the prophet and he would peace be upon him and he would say things like do you think you are in less need of Allah's reward than I am like mm. there's like a story of the companions and they were like obviously traveling and I think there was one camel or one horse I might be butchering the story so forgive me if I am but yeah it was like they didn't want obviously if you're you know if you're traveling with the prophet then he of course the general the leader he's going to take the camel and other people would walk mm. but he was like do you think I'm in any less need of the reward that God will give me than you lot are I'm going to walk with you lot or we'll share the camel or however that story went. So, it's, yeah, I agree. The brotherhood is, but we have that saying that it's like for the sake of Allah. And that just lets you feel good about doing a favor and not getting anything in return. Yeah. Because Sully's never going to see that taxi driver I'm again. never going to see him again in my life. Yeah. Well, he knows he's done himself a good deed and that's literally it. Yeah. yeah. And in the end, the reward will still come back to him as well, isn't yes. it? So pay for someone, yeah. Someone yeah. Else. If it's not in this life; it'll be in the next. Yeah. That's why there's another. There's like a lot of emphasis on hiding your good deeds as well as hiding your bad deeds. Like hiding your good deeds as well. If I, I think is if you give charity, mm. you're saying your left if hand. If you give charity with your right hand, don't let your left hand see it. So it's like I'm not doing it. Like I see a lot of videos now. People recording saying, "Here you go, bud." Da, da, da. I'm thinking, bro. Like. Uh, what, yeah. what are you doing bro you're still going to get rewarded regardless because you're given to charity ultimately but I think it is better to keep it concealed unless you're you know you, no one knows their intention exactly. unless your intention is to obviously promote it and you have a platform to show people that this is something that you should practice or you should keep doing but I think there's other ways of promoting it without actually physically showing oh look I've donated 10 mm. million to this whatever but yeah yeah, there's the same saying in the Bible. It's I think literally the same. Like give with one hand and then and forget about it. Just put it in the ocean. Yeah. And yeah. my friend, my friend, yeah, his name Muhammad, yeah, from Shepherd's Bush. Literally, whenever someone asks him for something on the road, mm. he put his hand in his pocket, and whatever he has, like he's literally like this. Whatever he pulls out, I swear he gives it to them. So mm. you could give them a ten sheet, a five sheet, a twenty sheet. Like I'm right. like, bro, like you're never gonna check. He's like, bro, this whatever I pull out, yeah. it was written for them. That's their money. That's their risk. That's another thing that's beautiful as well. Like everything is preordained and predetermined. Who carries cash? No, honestly, yeah. I don't know. Drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> no, trans- yeah. no trans- yeah, my guy's a good guy, bro. Relax, bro. Again, <laughs> 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 blacklist. But I I was speaking to a homeless person the other day, and oh, am I making this up? I can't remember. But I just know that the homeless people are finding it difficult with people not carrying cash anymore they're getting cheeky as well though they got co- i've seen homeless people with contactless machines now, one guy literally specifically said to me can i get an almond cross on an apple yeah and a coffee and i said yo so, so specific so i went inside yeah and i, and I got him like anything because i was in a rush yeah <laughs> like yeah me i got anything he looked at him saying almond but i can't you get back to me i said this guy is cheeky oh bro. my gosh i personally think beggars can be choosers though to be fair like you can't nah, just, you can't, bro you, can't you get what you're anything. giving like, they're still a huge nah they're still a human man and you can't just dash anything that not saying that obviously don't bro, if you're hungry for breakfast and you're don't asking for a pan of raisin instead of pa- <laughs> yeah but you're not hungry bro <laughs> you don't want to eat <laughs> to be fair though is i like the fact that they were asking for food yeah. and not for and yeah food, or even like alcohol or cigarettes or something yeah. quite often they'll they just want you to buy them alcohol or something like that yeah still i don't think it's our place necessarily i'm not going to enable it obviously but it's not my place to judge if that's how you choose to numb yourself because i've never been homeless so i can't say that's i'll only ask for food mm. some people have their vices and that's what they need at the time 
Yeah. And if that's the case, then I can't be one necessarily to be like, if I was in that position, I'd only ask for food. Because like, I do get it, but I don't get it at the same time. Yeah, I'm just remembering in the last interview with the Muslims. With the Muslims? <laughs> with the Muslims. <laughs> and we were talking about not judging. And some, there was something about you should give someone an excuse before judging them. Like mm. seven, seven, 77 I excuses think, yeah, or something like that. Remember, I think it was like, I don't know, 90 excuses, 76? I don't, what, a high number of excuses. Yeah. I don't think the exact number is like necessary in the, in what the message is trying to convey. Mm. But if you see alcohol on your brother's beard mm. like not your brother but your your brother in islam's beard you should assume that someone spit on him not or like is that been apple juice alcohol, or something or assume yeah. that it's yeah. apple juice if you see a man and a woman like holding hands yeah person them i think that's the way it's called what is that person them it's like thinking the best of them yeah mm. so oh, if i see yeah if you see a man with a woman holding hands you're like that's his wife, bro. Mm. Yeah, his wife, his sister, like his mom, anything. Yeah. You don't mm. assume, ah, oh, he's, he's got out a girlfriend, here. he's out here doing a mad thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't assume that. So, would you not walk in the street with a girl that's a, not your wife holding their hand? Yeah, I want, yeah. Why am I holding, yeah. Really? Even sure, I don't hold my hand in general. Yeah. So it's too hot. It's, I got, I got clammy hands. <laughs> but yeah, no, you shouldn't. Okay. Because people might think that this is your girlfriend and. and yeah. And it might not be. And yeah, she's not your mother. So then so. you you might miss out on an opportunity if if it's a girl that's yeah, it like, a, that like you're your wife taken. is watching. She's, oh no, he's taken. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say my favorite thing about Islam. Yes, please do. Please do. Yes. I was wondering how I was going to, because I didn't want to come across as, oh my gosh, do you know what I mean? But I think I just, I that surprised me. So mm. yeah, but I get it. I get it. I actually dated a Muslim guy before, by the way. How was that experience? Your hands? It was. <laughs> no, we actually okay. did, to be fair. But I'm in my. Assume the best. They were married. Yeah, much yeah, 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 I trust me, guys. It was a wild story, <laughs> and I'm gonna do my sister's into it. I won't go into it too much, but we actually went on a holiday to Dubai once, and I was getting like a pedicure done or something in like a beauty place. Oh, yeah. So obviously in Dubai, they had like curtains on the windows and everything like that. Yeah. And so, and I, that was the first time that I'd seen like Muslim women there without their headscarves on. So they come in and take off their headscarves and stuff. And then he was coming to collect me and he came to the, the beauty salon thing. And, and he basically said that I was his wife, wife yeah. even though I wasn't. Mm. Thing. It was quite weird for me. So you thought he was trying to propose to you there and then? But yeah, it's a Muslim country. That's why if mm. if you're in like Qatar, Saudi, everyone's gonna assume the woman you're with is your wife or family member. Egypt, mm. yeah. You can't book a hotel in Egypt if unless you can prove that they're your wife. Wow. In most places in Egypt, anyways. But what's the? Because say for example, I saw a guy holding hands. I wouldn't necessarily assume that they're couple married yeah but i would assume that they're they've got some sort of rom romantic situation yeah. mm. i'm just trying to think outside of it why would it make a difference do you see what i'm saying what do you mean the reason why yeah, you don't is because you, 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 you shouldn't you yeah, shouldn't it's just if, if yeah. someone oh is not your, i see yeah, okay you yeah, yeah hold hands yeah all other things obviously yes 
Um, yeah, because then it would it might lead it on to. Yeah, well, yeah. I see. Okay. And so the hand goes to the waist, and then the waist goes. To, yeah, it's, mm. it's the slippery slope from there. The lips, yeah, and then it's, slippery, it's all. Slippery. Yeah, I see. Would you not hug either? It's literally like you can't touch. We can move on if this is making you feel uncomfortable. No, no, but I'm, doing, I'm just finding it interesting. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Like, yeah, you shouldn't make contact with a, a female, Islamically, anyways. People argue amongst the decisions. They say it's culturally a different thing. Like hugs aren't. Or like your intention. Oh, yeah, your intention, yes. and so on and so forth. But if you take it back to the times that you know where our religion originated, and if you take it, even if you apply it to times like this, yes, you shouldn't be in physical contact with another female um, whether you do or not that's up to you and between you and god mm. but that's just the ruling and we get even physical contact i think there's another thing saying that if it's just you and a girl that's not your mahram the third person is the devil if it's just you and uh another let's like, say it's us just right now in the room and mo's not here something is probably going to bound to happen it's inevitable but a third person no, 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 no. <laughs> I ain't trying to lay on you, Rachel, easy. <laughs> but I'm Should saying... I leave? <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> but no, no it... that's not safe. Sorry. It's like prevention is better than cure. It's that thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's everyone feels chill. It's not really... Yeah. It. But if it's just a guy and a girl, you never know what Temptation can Temptation is exactly. more likely to lead to... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I get it. Fair enough. I really want to ask you guys how you find that, but I don't want to get too personal. But being two young lads mm-hmm. in London... Lots of sexy girls out there, you yeah, know. It's hard. It's hard in these streets. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get married ASAP. Yeah. To be fair, a lot of like guys back. A lot of men, I personally feel this is, has nothing to do as in like Muslim men. Anyways, we do like contact sports just to get the intimacy of it. <laughs> like, I know, no, I know certain men that wrestle just so they can like testosterone. Isn't yeah. It? Just do you know what I mean? You, it's so with you other do, guys. Or yeah. So you yeah. do Muay Thai. Or you do like grappling and stuff and you have that brotherhood that will keep you occupied so you're not out here feeling like you need to and a lot of men Mm. are emotionally available to other men like Muslim men so a lot of guys wouldn't hug another guy and I'm just like that's just weird And people hold each other's hands bro in in Dubai I saw people I saw guys like this really swinging like this I swear but it's so in in those countries, it's perfectly normal for a guy to go hold another guy's hand and it's not assumed to be like Like a romantic uh, Mm. relationship. And whereas here it's a bit different. So it's like if you do need to hug someone or you do need to hold hands, like people guys that and just go wrestling or Mm. that's what I feel anyways. But I don't see it as a problem necessarily. Yeah. I think wrestling is a great sport. Yeah. Wow. Trying to find a balance. I think that's it is. Yeah. 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 So what's your favorite thing about Islam there? I think if you look at the foundations of Islam and just the, the principles you're taught, it just makes sense. And the more so when I will keep going back to this 2021 kind of era where I was trying to find myself and I'd read like a lot of personal development books, I'd try and become a better human being in general. And Mm. a lot of what I was reading just matched what we're taught in Islam anyways, Mm. like taking the time out of your day to pray for me. That's like a lot of the personal development side of things now is what Islam was teaching. Yeah. A thousand, six hundred years ago. Mm. It was like well, 1,400 years ago, sorry. Yeah, it's like meditation is like prayer to an extent. It's fasting, uh, mm. intermittent fasting and uh, other health benefits have come from fasting now. Yeah. Um, like prayer is also a chance to take like time for yourself to ground yourself. And that's a lot of practices that they teach now. Then pilgrimage is another one way. So you're, if pil- pilgrimages aren't easy and they're mm. like physically exerting and it's 
telling you to look after your mind body soul giving to charity that's another thing that again makes you feel like if people say if you want to find yourself you need to lose yourself in service of others and mm. that's been something that we were that's part of the five main pillars of our religion so it's if you look at the five pillars and then mm. you start to look at every personal development book they basically or even greek like stoicism or any sort of practice that has been around for so long mm. you'd find that all of them are taught in islam and then if you like if you delve even deeper into that and you like listen to stories of our prophet peace be upon him and like how he lived his life and the way he'd communicate with people like business gurus are now going about telling us this is how you should be communicating with people and he's doing it again mm. 1400 years ago with no research or whatever behind it it's just it. so it all made sense and that's my favorite thing is that you can literally find any sort of behavioral psychology book or like self-help book and associate it to islam and that's yeah. they were the teachings yeah however long ago yeah and do you find it like a bit i don't this isn't the right word but i'm gonna say it mm. annoying that people are coming up with these concepts and as if it's like new and you're like no, I think yeah, just, people I think have been just, talking about this a long time. I think it just like, certifies the solidity of Islam. Like mm. when people make the discovery and then they say, "Oh, intermittent fasting," and then like, "Oh, Ramadan's been happening." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also I think I don't find it annoying in in that sense. I do find it annoying when people have double standards around it. If you're fasting for Ramadan, oh my god, that must be so hard. Blah blah blah. And if you're fasting for intermittent fasting, oh my God, you're doing great. That's amazing. You're putting your health first. And it's just mm. like one feels like it's being forced on you and the other feels like it's a choice that you made for your health. It's yeah. like, oh my God, you have to pray five times a day. But if I sat there and told people, I'm going to take five minutes out uh, on lunch to meditate, they'd be like, oh my God, you're, you're so, you're, you're, you're so well, you, your yeah, well-being yeah. is through the roof. You're in line with your chakras, bro. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, I need to. And yeah. when you deep it, they're like... When from when you wake up to when you go to sleep, there's a lot of hours in a day. Mm. And praying what take five minutes, ten mm. minutes max. Yeah, five times. I think I pray more so for me than I do for because I need it. Like I, God ultimately doesn't need our prayers. Like God doesn't need us in general. I pray because it's, it gives me five minutes to take five ten minutes out of the day to. Like I used to work very stressful jobs. I don't anymore. Alhamdulillah. But like when I work stressful jobs, I need that time. Like mm. I need that time away. People go for a cigarette break. I go to pray. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, again, everyone thinks it's forced upon you. Oh, my God, you have to do pilgrimage. Whereas someone wants to go traveling and hiking. They're like, oh, my God, good for you. And that's what I find annoying. Mm. Whereas it is, it's exactly the same thing. And everyone sees if you're, as long as you're not doing it for religion, it's personal development and it's spiritual awakening. But yeah. if it, as soon as it becomes religion, it's because you're restricted and you're being banished and you're like, you're yeah. forced into it. Yeah. That's the only thing I find. Yeah. But I think it's great that they align because it just, like I said, it makes sense. That's why it's my favorite. Mm, yeah. That's a very good point that you've made there. And I think that's the culture that we're in at the moment, isn't it? It was like anti-religion, mm. but then like pro, self-pro, spiritual yeah. kind of stuff. You can believe in the universe, know? but as soon as you believe in God, it's yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Though? What do you mean? Like, why do you think people are, we're in a, anti-religion society at the moment yeah Why do you think they don't feel inclusive in religion i think people just don't like the idea of a god who makes the rules but when it's the universe what difference i know but i think when it's the universe it's not like somebody and we don't believe that god's a dictator god right mm -hmm. but i think when people haven't necessarily looked into it they do think that 
it's a dictator God. And they're like, I don't want to live by God. I want to live by myself. But if I can tap into some sort of spirituality, mm. because I feel like there's, because we're all spiritual beings, right? So mm -hmm. I think it's natural that we want to attach to something spiritual. Mm -hmm. So if, so it's, I don't want to be under God, but if I can tap into something spiritual so I can get some sort of fulfillment in that way, then that works for me. I don't need mm -hmm. to change my lifestyle. I don't need to change. I don't need to non-conform to the culture, but I can still get some sort of like, and I, I'm not saying this through them. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Fair enough. And I still want to live my way all the time. So I totally get it. But in my view, that's where we're at at the moment. I think it's a case by case thing. It depends on the person because if that's their up, if they think of it like that, they might just be like a pessimistic person. In terms of? They're thinking of all the bad God does, but they don't think, I've got two eyes. I, I, got, yes. I can breathe. I can walk. Being grateful for what they got. They're just thinking of, but why does cancer exist? Mm. Why is there world hunger? You get it? Mm. The, the, yeah. That's how you flip the coin, I think. Yeah, or true. like you say it, it comes it comes down to how you like your initial reaction to I guess the word discipline as well do you think discipline is freedom or do you think discipline is the opposite like uh, yeah. restrictive and yeah. if people think God is restrictive then I think that's where they get that pessimistic view from whereas if you think God is like liberating and free like I think follow I think if I didn't do the things that I do daily and I followed those daily practices I'd be in a much worse position I'd feel a lot less free I'd feel a lot more restricted I feel freer mm. because I'm able to abide by these quote-unquote rules and mm. I think a lawless or ruleless society just doesn't work like rules have to exist and someone has to make them yeah. why not the most intelligent being yeah the one that actually created yeah, us the, yeah, yeah exactly why not the creator yeah why, yeah why, why do you think your rules are gonna yeah. trump those that yeah yeah, um, mm. I think people like also think of the when they dive into it, they're like, "Oh, there's so many rules. There's so much mm. to do, so much to do." Like my friend, he's he's a new Muslim now, and he was like, hey, "There's so much. Like, he's proper geezer. Like, there's so much to do, man. Yeah, yeah. Five times a day, no pork. Yeah, like he's proper lad." I was like, "Bro, like if you have a cake, a whole like Miss Trunch with the cake that she puts in. Yeah, yeah. You put the whole cake in front of someone and say, eat it. They're gonna they're gonna feel sick, right?" But if you take slice by slice, that sweetness, you takes, get that little bite. Yeah, if you take slice by slice, <laughs> you'll enjoy the cake. So I said, bro, just start off here. Yeah. Take time. Start off there. Like, yeah. The yeah. whole cake, you're going to be like, oh, no, it's too much. Can you ask your mate if he will jump on the pod? Yeah, I'll give him a shout, mate. Yeah. Does it sound like. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, she's talking about ridge. I don't know if I. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, so, guys, what do you think about purpose? Purpose? I think. My purpose is just to worship God in this life. Like, literally, when I think about it, you're put on this planet to worship Allah to your best of your ability. Because mm. nothing else really matters in, in that grand scheme of things, like money, job, this, that. When you're dead and you're in the ground, what's going to what's gonna testify for you? Your good deeds, what you've done good, and that's it. Mm. So I think that's the main purpose for me. Yeah, you got you have the scales, isn't it? Yeah. And so you want to have. So you want the good yeah. scales to outweigh the bad. Yeah. How if you were to draw your scales at the moment, do you feel like you know where they are? Allahu <laughs> Alam. Yeah. Allahu Alam. Only God knows. But I'm hoping. I'm hopeful for the best. It's so easy to get good deeds, bro. Literally, this Literally podcast works. is good deeds. If everyone listen to this, say Alhamdulillah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got bad deeds just for that. <laughs> Hold that. I think, yeah, it's so easy, but mm. again, the low island, you never know.
Do you know, I helped some ladies today. They're they're having a coffee and they left behind a shopping bag and I saw it in the corner of my eye. So I was like, oh, and I went to go and give it back to them. It's a good deed. But so like what we were good. saying earlier, you should do with one hand. And so now I've exposed now it. Now you told so the whole world you've done a good deed. Like, Damn on, it. Right. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Mo? Purpose? It's, again, going to be very similar to Lily's. Mm. I think I agree. It's... Your purpose is to, like, life is ultimately a test, is how we see it religiously. And I think, one, yes, your purpose is to believe in God. Your purpose is to worship God. And your purpose is to, I guess, spread the message of God. Mm -hmm. But also, I think you can find purpose in finding a purpose as well. Like, beyond God, you do have time on this physical plane. And you have to do something with that time. Mm. You can't spend day and night only worshipping God. In fact, you're not even encouraged to. You have to make a living. You have to show that there is a way, that there is a way of life and with God included Mm. and at the forefront of your life. Yeah, nothing should take precedence over that, but it doesn't mean that's the only thing you do because you have to eat, you have to live, you have to communicate with people and you have to, you have to do podcasts, for example. Whereas uh, some will argue, ah, you instead of doing a podcast, you could just be reading the Quran again. Or some argue instead of exercising, you could be reading the Quran again. But it's no, mm. if you if you use exercise as a form of looking after your body and mm. you need to have a healthy body so you can then worship God even more, then exercise becomes that form of worship. Mm. So with God in the forefront of your mind, with everything, you can still live a sustainable life. It doesn't have to take away from the rest of it. But your purpose ultimately is to, to worship yeah. God until we die and hopefully make it to heaven. Mm. When you say um, you can worship while you're running, as in yeah, so you can like the strong believer is more beloved than the weak believer, but both are good. There's good in both, sorry. Mm. But yeah, so if you like, if you say Bismillah, which means in the name of Allah, before you eat, then eating becomes a form of worship. If you say it before you like exercise, then exercising because it depends on obviously your reasons for exercising or eating. Mm. If you're remembering God while you're eating and you're eating to sustain yourself so you can become a stronger practicing Muslim, then the eating becomes Mm. a a form of worship. The running becomes a form of worship. The strength Mm. training becomes a form of worship. Everything you do can become a form of worship as long as you keep God in the forefront of your mind and you know why you're doing it. And it's ultimately to better you as a Muslim. So it's not like we're not encouraged to exercise. It's not like we're not encouraged to eat healthy, fasting. It's like not eating can be a form of worship, fasting, for example. So everything to yeah. an extent can become a form of worship as long as you're the right the right intentions are there and yeah mm. about it's the right only like du'as as well like before you go to sleep when you wake up before you go to the toilet yeah before mm. you go to the mosque when you leave the mosque before you eat there's just literally so many times good up for grabs. to remember yeah. yeah good deeds up for grabs and so many times to remember god yeah um, and then in that remembrance of god you then anything that you do after that for the sake of god becomes a form of worship so mm. like Prayer isn't the only form, basically. Mm. Um, Okay. One uh, thing that I like about running mm. is that it's the longest time that I'm away from my phone. And so I'm not distracted by that. And so often I'm praying when I'm running. But when I say I'm praying, I'm like just talking to God or praying for certain things or just spending time with God, I suppose. So I wondered if... Do you guys do that? Like when you're running, is that just a space for you to have a chat with God? Is that something that you do? I just think it's time for me to think. Mm -hmm. I just think, yeah, when you have have so many conversations with my, especially on a Sunday long run, if it's by Mm -hmm. myself, 
with yes. my own self. Does it? But do you find it's quite productive? Yeah. I quite like about it. Because if I'm just sat and I'm thinking, it's just like thoughts. Whereas if I'm running, my thoughts feel productive it's and like I'm, I'm processing yeah. and working things out. Yeah, making yeah. plans. To be fair, we did, we, we just done a video on the running channel, sorry, shameless plug, about like the cognitive I've got effect. a big platform there that's <laughs> going to cost you money. <laughs> the the <laughs> yeah. cognitive effects of running on like on your cognition and like your concentration mm. levels, your thought patterns and like your neural connections are much more, are greatly more improved while and after running. Mm. So that's why you can probably come to better conclusions while you're running yes. rather than sitting down and trying to have thought. So okay. there is actual science. There's actually science behind it. To go it. behind that, oh, yeah. I'm similar to Silly. I don't really run alone, so I don't mm. have that necessarily that time to think. But if I do run alone, I would normally listen to a lecture by a scholar. It's just time that I'd use to further educate myself on something. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just finish like a hundred series episode, a hundred episode series on the, the life of the prophet mm. from like birth to death. And that was great. And wow. that's a lot of that I didn't know mm. prior. And now I'm on like a series about the signs of the day of judgment leading into day of judgment. And yes. Like, so it's stuff that I don't know. And it just feels like that time is now being used to be productive and soak in information. Yeah. Um, whilst being active. Yeah. Whilst yeah, being yeah. Hopefully that you can listen to something that's going to be beneficial to your current life and the next life if you believe in it. And the more you learn about Islam, the more you fall in love with it. I can't lie. That, that too. You're like, wow. Another gem. Oh. Yeah. Put that in the pocket. Yeah. You talked about Judgment Day. And so in the Bible, it talks about signs of Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. And one of them being looting. Who's looting? Looting. looting. Oh, like looting. Yeah. Yeah, stealing. Like looting the shops yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And at the moment, there's like looting going Bro, on. Bro, JD. And Oxford Street. Yes. Yeah, so, but it was all, but nothing actually happened in the end, did it? But everything it. just shut down because they heard that it was going to. But in America at the moment, like people are looting stores yeah. there. And I thought to myself, this is it. So you know when oh, the, yeah. the, the London riots happened when everyone was looting? Yes. When like, Judgment Day's upon us. Yeah, yeah. Like Armageddon's around the corner. Yeah. That's another reminder. If Judgment Day was tomorrow, mm. are you ready, bro? That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. That's how I, like, I'm talking yeah. to myself. If Judgment Day was, like, say, tomorrow, or another another thing someone told me once was that the pious predecessors used to, they were like, okay, someone asked him if Judgment Day was going to be in a week, Mm. what would you do he said literally not much more I can do that's how much they were on right. the religion like on the mm. straight and okay. narrow yeah, like, there's yeah. not much more so for us that should be like yo we've got so much we can do do you guys feel ready I'm of the belief that obviously we don't know when judgment day is but it's, it can't physically be tomorrow because there's obviously signs that lead up to it and that they haven't happened yeah, yet the jail and that. but as in like, I could die tomorrow so am I ready for death probably not but yeah that's the thing. It's not Judgment Day that I fear more. It's it's dying. Yeah. Without the state like, you die in as well. Yeah, that's what kind of scares me. Yeah. As as a Muslim, your iman fluctuates. There's times where, you're, it's iman is like your belief. Your belief. Right. right. There's times your connection to God is you're on three bars. You're on two bars. Yes. After Ramadan, you're on five G. Yeah, yeah. Six G. It's not even out yeah. yet. Yeah. For real. Not yeah. Sure. So it depends what like yeah like the state you die in. So you want to be on like the fiber optic yeah. seven G man. Okay. Closest to God. Because. Christianity is a bit different in that sense. It's like you believe that it's done. So I don't fear death because I know I'm getting to heaven, guys. Do you Conf know what confirm. I mean? How can you be yeah. so sure? Genuine question. 
Yeah, because that's the whole thing of, so we believe that Jesus was the son of God, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and the reason why he came was to die for for sin. So he died and he conquered death Mm -hmm. by coming back again. So we don't have to fear, we're like, we're forgiven, that's it. And just putting our trust in him Mm -hmm. means that's a done deal. What about people that don't like practice or live a good life? do you are they also forgiven and will they so is everyone on planet earth going to heaven it's more so this is where like christians will say things different things here Mm. and i personally really hope that almost everybody no matter how close up to their death their dying day or whatever have an opportunity to know that god is real and so then they have a choice of whether they want to accept his invitation or not Mm. but who knows but yeah it's less about like the level of sin that you've done or it's like putting everyone on a bit of an even playing field and being like we all sin and so no one's really like more a sinner than another but it's more about the repentance yeah and the asking for forgiveness and accepting that you are a sinner and then that's that so it's not as if one person is in need of more forgiveness than another mm-hmm. does that make sense it doesn't really make sense to me because i'm like i'm not that bad do you know what i mean yeah kind of joking but, but there's like levels to <laughs> the repentance you know what i'm saying if i say mm. oh there's three conditions in islam about repentance like You've got to stop the sin, mm. you've got to regret it, yeah. and you've got to make repentance. Sincere repentance. Sincere repentance. Because yes. if I say, if I just beat someone up, mm. damn man, may Allah forgive me, man. And then Wednesday, I go batter another guy. Yes. And it's a repetitive thing. Yeah. Is that repentance sincere? Because I'm continuously doing it. See, I'm not saying that you're not going to fall into the same sins, mm. but you got to want, you got to hate the sin as well. You got to not say, "Yo, this is mm. not good. I don't mm. want to be doing this." Mm. I guess also though we believe that it's not in our own strength that we overcome sin. Mm. That's in our own strength we couldn't overcome death. In our own strength we couldn't become like good enough to get into heaven. Mm-hmm. And so it's, we believe that God gives us the Holy Spirit that helps us to overcome. So if the, if we beat someone up on one day. And we're rightfully repenting of it and we're like, God, sorry. But God, I'm just like, I've got anger in my heart. But then you just keep repenting. Please. But it's more like, but please help me overcome this anger in my heart. But it's not then that he might be like, okay, yeah, that's it. And then the next day you don't want to beat someone up. Do you know what I mean? So it is, you do have to keep repenting, but it's more because you want to get there versus you need to, otherwise you won't go to heaven. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and I think it might have been misinterpreted in the sense of, obviously, it, even if you die in sin, it, that, that mm. doesn't mean you're definitely going to heaven. Hell, sorry. Yeah. It, but it just means that, obviously, the, the you should strive to die when mm. you're on good terms with God. Yeah. It's also, we don't all get measured on the same scales come Judgment Day. Everyone has their own individual scales. So, right. like you said, there are worse sins and there are better, there are better good deeds, but mm. they're all relative to the individual. Like, some people would be like some people would murder out of necessity that doesn't mean that that person is a murderer or not well it doesn't mean murder by definition but it doesn't mean that they're going to hell because they murdered for example yeah and giving a million pounds to charity when you're a billionaire is not the same as me giving a tenner when i only have a tenner so again the 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 scales are relative to the individual but i just had a question to uh, ask you it's more so where do you not feel like it nullifies necessarily accountability when you say that everyone's just going to go to heaven regardless, as long as you believe in God. 
because it doesn't yeah. inspire you to necessarily strive for more. I know some people do, and that's because their natural belief in God will make them want to become a better Christian or want to become a better person in general. But if I just say, mm. if I'm a like a murderer or a, a rapist, and I say, oh, but I believe in God, am I going to heaven? Mm. Yeah, Jesus got me. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. He died for this sin. Yeah. But I think it's, I guess it's similar to Islam in the sense of your intention. Like God knows, he can see your heart, he knows what's real and what's not. And I do think that someone who's committed the worst sins, Mm -hmm. if they truly repent, they can be forgiven. Yeah, God is all forgiven for sure, yeah. Yeah, but I think there's a term in Christianity Christianity called like cheap grace. So Mm -hmm. it's, oh, I'm forgiven anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And yeah, and God knows when that's the intention or where the heart is thing. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. But and then in the sense of so we'll exclude the going to hell bit out of mm. it. But when it comes to going to heaven then the Pope compared to just your bog standard Christian. Yeah. yeah. What like what differentiates them? Why would someone dedicate their whole life and identity to Christ and then another person can reach exactly the same level of heaven as them and they've only they only go to church once a year on yeah. like Christmas for example. I guess in the same way that we think that everyone's on the same sort of like l- playing field as in terms of their sin. Mm. I guess maybe it's the same as the believer. It's like they, it's like you believe. Like no one's a better Christian than anyone else. Yeah. Because of how much they dedicate themselves to their faith. Mm-hmm. A Pope could be outwardly very, and I'm not necessarily saying that this is a situation, but yeah. a Pope could be very outwardly looking religious, like he's dedicating himself to his faith and everything. But behind closed doors, he could he be. Could yeah, you could be doing Most all sorts and, <laughs> and like not actually believe in God. And yeah, yeah. So it's like, whereas someone who doesn't necessarily, maybe they live in a country and there's, or a, t- a small town and there's no church, but they're talking Devoted, to God every day. Yeah. They're, yeah. And they're, they're seeking to live their life for him. Then, so yeah, so I, I totally get what you're saying. Mm. And also I'm not going to shy away from saying that there is something in the Bible about there being some sort of like not really like hierarchy but like you you will get rewarded in heaven and there'll be people there that you never would have expected to be there but there'll be people that are that aren't there that you that would you have expected, expected to be, to be there yeah. sort of thing so there is levels of there's some sort of hierarchy there yeah you get yeah. you get what like like Allah is just, he won't give you more, he won't give you less. Mm. He'll, get, he'll give you exactly what you deserve. The fair yeah, kind of exactly thing. Yeah, because yeah, so. yeah. we have uh, a similar like belief in the sense that uh, there's like levels to heaven. Mm. It's yeah. like not just one yeah. heaven because it doesn't make sense. that. So I, when I said the Pope and a layman, I didn't necessarily yeah. just mean like the Pope. I just mean someone that would, like you said, dedicate their time uh, yeah. and their life to it, surely it doesn't make sense for them to get the same reward as someone who just yeah. about got into heaven by the skin of their teeth yeah. for on their deathbed being like, boom, I've been believing yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think mm. I was just more wondering if you had the same kind of mm. thing in Christianity where it, there are like levels to heaven mm. yeah. because it, it ultimately in heaven, if you all get what you want, which is what we believe in heaven, is everyone gets what they want to an extent, yeah. it's, then it doesn't make sense. It, then it's, we're not being tested we're just, mm. just like passing time. Like yeah, passing. so someone can get a C 
Damn they're all, uh, but they're all going to get into the exact same university. That doesn't. That Why doesn't would I try sense. to get? Like, as long as you pass, yeah. yeah. As long as you pass, because yeah. otherwise you just want to do the bare minimum. There's nothing to like make you strive yeah. to. Yeah. I was person. actually talking to some like clergy about this, so like vicars, mm. trainee vicars, the other day, and we were saying that there are rewards in heaven. And I said to them, I was like, "But does that motivate you then?" And they were so, like, "Yeah, surely." They said no. Mm. Okay. Is the reward? Was that their answer? No, I've, I think it's like because then if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to do this so then I can get into heaven, then your intention isn't necessarily about God. It's about you and it's about your gain. Mm-hmm. Well, look at all the well, look so. at all the good you're doing in the build up to that. Mm. Imagine someone's I'm trying to get the A star of heavens, and then there's a guy's trying to get a C, bro. Yeah. The guy that's trying to get the A star. He is reading Atkara. He wakes up. Atkara is like remembrance. He is doing this. The guy's trying to get a C. Just, just sometimes praying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it wouldn't be fair for them to be in the same heaven. Does that make sense? Yeah. More or less. Yeah, I get. But your your point still stands in the sense that obviously you're like she's saying that you do it for you rather than for God. Yeah. But I think it, then it comes down to intention as well as to why you're doing it. And yeah. Like. You, you, you're doing it for God, but you also know that you're going to be rewarded for doing it for God. Yeah. It's just the same as altruistic acts. Are they for you or are they for the, the people you're trying to? I don't know what that is. Like altruism, if you're like giving back to society or if you're giving to charity or something beyond yourself, that makes you feel good. You can't deny mm. the good feelings that it brings you, but your intentions are to make other people feel good. Yeah. And I think when you're trying to get your A star, your intentions are to pass the test and please God the best way you know how. But with that studying and that passing of the test, you are rewarded with the highest level of... Yeah. And we're also saying that because you'd think, oh, the hierarchy in heaven doesn't mean that it's then going to be a a harmonious place. Because as humans, we know that we get, we feel competitive about the way people are. Mm -hmm. So it was like... To have a hierarchy in prison in heaven <laughs> almost, feel, yeah, <laughs> almost feels as though how can there be no sin when there's that kind of like situation because humans are going to be like it's competition. But I think no. But So we believe once you like get into heaven, certain human traits are stripped away from you. Mm. So things like desire or envy, yeah. negative human traits you no longer have so there would be no sense of you've made it into heaven you you only feel peace there'll be yeah. no sense of ah oh, i wish i had what this person has because envy doesn't exist envy yeah. is an earthly emotion and it exists yeah. only on this plane and we obviously don't know what it's like to live without envy because yeah. it's that's one of the human flaws that god put in us yeah. that flaw will be taken out of us yeah. when we get there is how we see it yeah so would you not say that envy would you say that envy is a sin i wouldn't say envy, it depends on yeah envy is a sin um, mm. But it's also uh, like a human flaw. Yeah. And it's just something that's given to you that you, you can't help. Like humans were created flawed. Yeah. The only flawless beings created were like angels. Yeah. So, yeah, we think that those kind of attributes are stripped away from you when you get to heaven. Yeah. And that's why even if there is a hierarchy, no one will feel a type of way about it. Yeah. Yeah. Something else that I wanted to ask about this, but I can't remember, so <laughs> it might come back to me. I'm going to ask you about love. Love. Mo looks shy. Break him, I do not disturb. <laughs> Mo doesn't want to talk about love. <laughs> I love God. <laughs> love, love, love. Have That's you seen the film? Uh, what the hell is it called? It's just come out. Uh, it's about these eight road trips. Huh? No. No. 
All the only films that I know at the moment is Barbie and Oppenheimer. They're the only two ones that I know. But road trip. Yeah, no, it was just he's road trip good. It's funny. Don't watch movies. He talks about the 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 God gap, and he's make room for basically every time his girlfriend tries to kiss him, he's like, "We need to leave room for Jesus," and it just makes me laugh. Oh, I love that. But yeah, sorry, love. Yeah, you. The only unconditional love that you're ever gonna experience is from God, mm. and the only. How about your mom? Bro, I'm very conditional, bro. Nah, your mom loves you unconditionally, <laughs> nah, bro. Not necessarily. You can argue that. Come on, if, you carry someone, if you carry a youth for nine months, you love that thing regardless. I mean, yes, unconditional love, I think, can only be between yourself and God or God and yourself. But I think God should be at the forefront of love. There is yeah. no... Um, love about what's God. That, what's that triangle? There's that... It's a triangle. And if you're on one side, your partner's on the other side, the only way you look... And God has to be at the top. The, the closer you get to God, the closer you get to each other, basically. Oh, so that you, is you, beautiful. Yeah. Let's get some poetry clicks for I... that one. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, you can't. So I've never heard that before. Me neither. That's how I see it, yeah. That's probably cute. That's good a good bro. one. Yeah. We Yeah. Nice. What do you think, Tony? Uh, bro, I can't top that. <laughs> how am I going to top that? You can. No, that's Come the, on. the nail on the head, man. Love, especially I think we're trying to find a, a partner of a half. Mm. I think religion is such an important part as well, man. Mm. Because you're basically both trying to push each other to, to get to heaven. It's a team. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so. iron sharpens iron. Exactly. The mundo. Yeah, so great. Cool. And what do you think about happiness? It's a mindset thing. I think there's so many different synonyms for happiness and they're all very different. Mm. And I think we just use an umbrella term of happiness to capitulate all. But there's mm. fulfillment, there's achievement, there's peace, there's joy. And what one of those are you asking about specifically? As it pertains to religion, or is it life? Are you happy? Don't ask me. Are you happy? Are you? Bro, happy am I crying? No, I'm happy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it's such a hard question, man. Because you can feel joyous and still be miserable. Ultimately, oh lord, have undertones of like sadness, or you can be like over the moon, and you can be at peace. And I feel like peace is probably the closest to like contentment and happiness. Yeah, it, which is what I'm striving for. Yeah, I think it's gratitude's cousin happiness yes yeah, yeah. the more grateful you are the more happier you're like bro like when you just be like i got legs bro i yeah, got yeah, I literally yeah. happened Man's to me happened. the other day i was so i was true. complaining that i had i was having a like an awful run and i was like bro, bro, i can I'm run actually running bro yeah mm. i was like bro i can mm. run wheelchairs out here i was actually like i could run and i was that's that's a gift small wins and, yeah happen. small wins so when you yeah. yeah when you start seeing it like that as well yeah um, the reason why i asked this question yeah. is because i feel like that's what we're all searching for in a sense isn't it to be happy i think it's contentment though yeah but that if we unpick it is what is actually happiness Mm -hmm. and um, i don't think anyone's come here and said happiness is happiness there's always oh happiness is this to me or happiness is this state of mind or actually yeah happiness comes and goes but it's more important to find joy or fulfillment or mm-hmm. contentment and things like or peace and, yeah. and things like that. So I think, yeah, it just shows that actually happiness isn't actually what we're all searching for. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? So I end up on that hedonistic journey. Exactly. You, yeah. you keep searching, yeah. keep yeah. searching. You're only going to fall off the end. Yeah. Like, yeah, enough. Like, when is it enough? When you see, I think the billionaires, trillionaires, I'm like, bro, when you hit a million, why is that not enough? Why do you keep going though? Why do you have to be a billionaire? Yeah, personally, I think there should be a maximum wage. There should be the a same, ca- the same way there's a minimum wage, there should be a maximum. Hi.
ain't trying to get in the convo. I think he needs to use the room. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, amazing. I think with us, I think that's we're done. Oh, fantastic! Thank you. I could do this for another five hours. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I, I have just want to say any yes. anything that we've said that is of ignorance or lack of knowledge, mm. then we're more than open to learning and being corrected. So don't take me as yeah. the all and end all representation yeah, of Islam. Yeah, yeah. I'm faulted, just like Silly's faulted, yeah. just like we all are. But yeah, mm. th- honestly, thank you for the opportunity and to be on this podcast. My first it's, ever podcast, it's guys. Been a total blast. I've really enjoyed it, and I think I've learned a lot more about Islam. Mm. And say Islam though. You keep saying Islam. Say Islam. Oh, sorry, Islam. Dunno. Islam. No, I, I want to get your Arabic. I feel like you can speak <laughs> Arabic, but you're just yeah. trying. Te- teach me. What do you want to teach me how to say something? What's by in? Masalam. It just means pe- like go, peace go be with, with you, peace, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Mas Masalam. Masalam. Masalama. Ali. You can say it. Yeah, yeah. So ma salama. So it's with you. You take peace. Okay. What does that mean? Ma salam. No, I was trying to see. It's just the, 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 oh, yeah, you're fluent. Have I got it? You're fluent in Arabic. Sick. <laughs> Guys, it's been a total pleasure. Oh, pleasure. Thank is you ours. so much. And uh, I can't remember how to say it in Arabic, I'm afraid, but go and be. Ma salam. Ma salam. Thank you so much. <laughs> so there you go. The last episode for season two. Massive thank you to all of my guests this season. I really, really appreciate you giving me your time. Next season, I'm going to be focusing on the youth and interviewing a few young people on what they believe in. If you know any gobby teenagers out there that would be up for it, please do get in touch. Also, keep your eyes peeled for a bonus episode at some point before the end of the year, where I come clean about my journey to faith. It's going to be juicy and you do not want to miss it. For now, if you've made it to the end of this podcast, then sending you tons of love and I will speak to you soon. All the blessings. Okay, bye.